Welcome back to Too Long Did Read It, everyone's favorite exploration into Reddit. What? Into Reddit. Who? Into Reddit. How? Give me the juice. Huzzah. <laughs> what is that, the juice? Yeah. <laughs> I no longer want the juice. I no longer wish to have the juice, Your Honor. Send the juice away. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of juice? Great question. Um, probably, oh gosh, I love juice. Probably, I guess orange juice. I like a grapefruit. Yeah. Have you ever had honeydew juice? No. Really good. Okay. Cranberry. And watermelon juice is very good. Yes, watermelon. My favorite juice is called happy, and it consists of pineapple juice, mm-hmm. mint, mint, and... I don't remember the third ingredient, but it's very good. Where's Where are you getting it? Creation. Oh, creation with a K. Mm-hmm. Well, we grew up with a juice called the combo. What's in which that? Which was orange juice and grape juice mixed together. A combo. So it'd be like, I want a combo. A Is this in your house? Citrus splash. It's delicious. Your, your parents' house? Yeah. Grape wow. juice? Grape juice and orange juice. My dad drinks grape juice like every day because he doesn't like wine. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Grape juice and orange juice. Okay. I've never thought of those. The combo. It's very good. It's very good. Does he get the grape juice that comes in like the wine bottle? The like, I don't know. There's this one grape juice that I love a lot, but I don't know what it's called because it's in Hebrew. So that's alcoholic. (laughs) No, what I'm drinking has no. Manischewitz is not alcoholic. Yes, it is. No, there's Manischewitz grape juice as well. Okay, but traditional Manischewitz is alcoholic. Well, the, I'm talking about, I'm drinking grape juice. Yeah, it's in okay. Hebrew that I don't know what it says. It's Manischewitz, my love. But I go and buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't go. It is brought to me. By Jews? Yeah. There's a little <laughs> Jewish store that I buy from. <laughs> Do you go to the Jewish market? I don't go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> The Jewish market has some great I found stuff. It, I found it in during the pandemic when oh. all the other stores were out of yes, food. And yes. I found that somehow. I don't know how. Okay. And then ever since. Jewish market has some great stuff. Bombas. Yeah. Those uh, Bombas. Not the socks. I uh, love those, those socks. The the things that are, um, they're like peanut butter, uh, cheese it, cheese, what is it called? They're like peanut, peanut butter. butter cheese it? No, no. Awful. Like cheese puffs. Oh. Like um, peanut butter. What is it called? A peanut butter puff. Yeah, puffs. Yeah. And then there's also uh, something I love called milky, which is like um, is pudding. What? Is that a candy? No, it's like pudding. It's like um, pudding with like the uh, whipped cream is like part of it. Whipped cream is like mm. in it. It's really good. We used to go to the Jewish market all the time uh, when I was growing up um, next to a place called Jerusalem Pizza. Nice. In Florida. Manischewitz has 11% alcohol. Well, what I'm ordering is not that. Okay, but, but I just want to say grape juice. I just want to say when people say Manischewitz, they're referring to the wine. You can then specify and say Manischewitz brand grape juice, but Manischewitz is wine. Okay. Traditionally, colloquially. Okay. okay. And I will die on this. <laughs> I this wasn't arguing. All I, I care d- about. All I said was what I was drinking did not have wine. In I it. understand. I, I I took it too far. I apologize. Do you like Creation? Yeah. They have good stuff. Yeah. I've never been. I'm more of a Jamba Juice gal. <laughs> I mean, Jamba Juice is fine when you're being basic, but I'm but anything <gasps> but basic. <laughs> I'm a Jamba Juice boy. B-O-I-E. Wow. 
How dare you speak ill of Jamba Juice, the thing that saved my life. Every time I've had a mental breakdown, all I want is Jamba Juice. I do really? love yes. the peanut. I usually hate peanut butter and chocolate and banana together. Yes. But what? their peanut butter, chocolate, banana smoothie. Amazing. Yeah. Never had anything else that's brought me joy. The like first that. time that I went to a Michelin star restaurant, mm-hmm. they had a dessert at the end that was called the Elvis and it was peanut butter, banana, chocolate, and then wrapped in gold, edible gold foil. Today, I, my dad sent me an email about a gold egg they found in the ocean. What? <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you all about this. They found a gold egg in the ocean and it looks like whatever was in it came out. What? It's very spooky. What do you mean? Okay, so I get an email from my dad this morning. I wake up, see in my inbox, my dad sent me an email entitled UFO question mark. <laughs> and and your father sends emails all the time. All right? the time. Yeah. He sends a because he's like, now that he's retired, he's finding all the viral videos from, you know, 2015, of 2011. Course. He'll send it. he'll send something like must watch and I'll look and it's like from 2007. <laughs> when <laughs> okay. was this? This, though, was from September 7th, so yesterday. Okay. What's today, the 8th? Yeah. Okay, this is from yesterday. Scientists found a golden egg deep in the sea near Alaska, but what is it? It's cracked open? A smooth golden orb has been found deep on the Alaskan seafloor, and marine scientists admit they have no idea what it is, although they speculate it could be the egg casing of a mysterious creature. Wait, it's gold gold? Like yes. gold gold. Look at it. But like what we use for necklaces. No, gold. no, it's just the gold color. Ooh. Oh. But they said the unusual soft material was discovered last week by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. I think it's um, a Pokemon. I mean, it could, people are saying it could be the egg of an alien or a predator. Oh. <gasps> Wow. It's fascinating. I'm excited. But I am a little worried that whatever it is clawed its way out of the egg. <laughs> so that I'm is the beginning. That's the beginning of the horror movie. Exactly. It's I was not expecting you to say the egg was cracked open. So when you were like, and it was open, I was like, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. We're all in trouble. <laughs> okay. Anyway, can I do this uh, Reddit that I found? Please. Okay. There's a very funny Reddit that I found called R. Sappho and Her Friend. And it's basically like all the things in history that are like, this is so clearly gay or lesbian. The historians are like, and they were roommates. Yeah. So it's like literally this, like two authors of the same gender wrote love letters to each other, frequently gave each other gifts, were buried together. Historians. Oh my God, they were roommates. <laughs> so it's just basically like all these things where, cause Sappho was a poet. Do you know Sappho? No. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Sa- I know Sapphic means. Sapphic? No. What's that? Sapphic. Sapphic. Okay. That means like a lesbian love. Yeah, like women loving women. Yeah. Okay, great. So so Sappho was a poet who was on, um, on the island of Lesbos, which is why they're called lesbians. Oh. And Sappho was, like, wrote a lot of like le- women loving women poetry. And I actually dated a girl with a big Sappho tattoo. On the small of her back? Or I on think the on, her whole, on her, her whole back. Wow. On her whole back. Uh, shout out, you know who you are. And so basically like, it's this thing where people will often historians or people will be like, oh, wow. They, they wrote these like amazing poems for each other. I guess they were friends. Like my favorite is Emily Dickinson wrote a poem to Sue Gilbert or not a poem, a letter that was like, I got your letter. 
And I was so excited to get a letter from you. I opened it and I licked on the envelope where you must have licked for traces of you. And then people are like, what good friends? Besties. Besties. <laughs> literal besties. Love them. So it's just like all. Do you have a specific post and example? It's not always like history. So there were these things called Boston marriages. Do you know what a Boston marriage is? Yeah, it was like when two women would like clearly be in a romantic relationship. But they would be like, we're getting married for financial reasons. And this was like way back in the day. Or also, um, do you know the story of David and Jonathan from the Bible? No, but can I ask another question about a Boston marriage? Yeah. How could they, they weren't legally married because you weren't allowed to be. It's a non-traditional domestic relationship between two middle or upper class women. So they were financially secure enough to choose whether or not to enter a conventional heterosexual marriage with a man. And so instead they didn't. <laughs> and they just uh, lived together through the decades. These women were presumed to be asexual, thus the name Boston, which according to authors probably referred to the Puritan and asexual nature of the relationship. But then people were like, I got news for you. Smirk. Smirky, smirk, smirk. <laughs> What was, um, what's from the Bible now? Okay, so in the Bible, David and Jonathan. No. Um, I know David and Goliath. Yeah. Same David. So Ooh. it's that guy. I like to dance like David. What? David liked to dance. I oh, didn't know that, that. Yeah. She knows Bible stuff. I grew up in my mom's Liturgical dance. a minister. Liturgical dance. <laughs> oh, right. Liturgical dancing. You've talked about doing that before. Yeah. Three-time international champion, baby. <laughs> Can't with you today. It's too much. Oh, it's too fascinating. You know? I think I did. Yeah, it's we just so about fascinating. It. Liturgical dance. Oh, I wish I did anything. <laughs> so Jonathan and David were like besties, but there was like this whole thing in the Bible where they're like obsessed with each other, and they're just like literally like making eternal vows of love to each other between God, and like it's all this stuff. You know what book in the Bible I like? The Book of Ruth. Nah. Oh, really? I know nothing about it. I just know my mom's name is Ruth. Song of Solomon. Why? What's it about? Um, Sex. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Song of Solomon. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Yeah. That one. Oh, that's one of my favorite sayings from the Bible. Anila Dodi, Villa Dodili. You guys have lost me a while ago. Anyway, sorry. Um. So, but yeah, David and Jonathan were like obsessed with each other. But then I just saw this funny thing that someone was like, yeah, me and my brother are named after them. And then all these people are like, awkward. <laughs> Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR named the novel a, quote, sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Aza Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Aza is trying. She's trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living with the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. 
Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. As someone with OCD, it is so wonderful to see OCD represented in an incredible book. I think it is so important that we talk about mental illness, both in our own lives and through narrative. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. Hi everyone, Allison here. Anyone who knows me well knows that I love to read. I am always looking for new books and that is why I'm so excited that this episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. It was so fun for me to get to pick which book I wanted to read this month and have it shipped right to my door. Book of the Month makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you can't go wrong. Every aspect of the Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. They have a highly anticipated release at the beginning of each month. Books are delivered in this really adorable bright blue box, and there's a fun app to help you pick your book and track your reading process. They also offer great values on new release hardcover fiction. It's much cheaper than other options, shipping is always free, and with a loyalty program, you get rewards and even lower prices the longer you stay as a member. My first book from Book of the Month was The Husbands by Holly Gramazio. I am tearing through this book. It is so fun. It's basically about this woman who one day comes home and there's a husband in her apartment and she's like, where did you come from? And then she figures out that every time her new husband goes into the attic, a new husband comes out and she's, she's like shuffling through all these different husbands from the attic trying to figure out which one is the best. It is right up my alley and I love it so much. So if you want to take part in Book of the Month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month, go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. Can I share from a, a subreddit called Two Hot Takes? Yeah. Yeah. I Is think, it uh, the podcast? It might be. I think it might be the subreddit for this podcast I'd never yeah, heard of. Yeah. Is that a famous podcast? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's its bit? Just like funny. They take hot takes. They do hot takes. Okay, yeah. cool. This has the tag personal write-in. Okay. My fiance is asking questions about my sex life. I don't want to lie, but I need to know the best way to answer honestly without hurting him. Mm. My fiance also uses Reddit and has seen things I posted before, and I don't want him to see this. Okay. My fiance has been trying to get me to tell him he is the best lover I've ever had. That's a losing game, my friend. From a purely physical, sexual chemistry, this isn't exactly the case. Of course, I love sex with him so much, I'm going to commit to sex with him and only him for the rest of my life. We have a very active sex life, and we both have a lot of fun. That's enough for me. Fun, loving sex is all I want in a relationship. I've had amazing sex before, and it's not really all that. I'd much that. rather <laughs> I'd much rather have my fiance, who is good in bed and an amazing man and partner, than be with the guy who I would say I was the best sexually with, who was an immature, borderline alcoholic douchebag who only wanted to see me when we were going to have sex. Amazing sexual chemistry and physical compatibility means nothing to me if every hookup leaves me feeling used after. Sing it. Sing it, sister. So obviously I can't tell him in this way. I know how boys are and I know this would shatter his ego and change our relationship forever. The other thing is I don't want to lie to him. I want to tell him the complete truth. 
To me, it feels more disrespectful to placate him and lie to him about this. When he asks me if he's the best, I've been telling him that I don't compare sexual partners, which I don't typically do, and that I love having sex with him, which leads to more probing questions, which I do my best to dodge. I'm unsure what the best way to give him an honest answer is. My dude, my bro, everyone listening, sit down, sit down, light a candle, stare at the phone or whatever you're using to listen to this podcast. Stop fucking asking people this question. It's a losing game. You don't want to know the answer. And even if they do tell you the answer you want to hear, you don't know if it's a lie. Why are you poking the bear? Why are you literally going into your nice, beautiful relationship and taking the bee's nest that it is and kicking it to the ground and shaking it open? Stop asking this. Live your life. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I agree. But also, I think that the way, if you're looking at sex as a whole, like and not I just if. <laughs> Oh, I get it. That took me a while. <laughs> As a whole, and not just like the physical act, but yeah. like the emotional act mm-hmm. with this. This is the best sex that That's she's what had. someone said, yeah. So that's the top comment said, based on how you describe your sex life with him, that he is the best for you. Yeah, exactly. So that's a way to spin it, and you're not really lying. Spin yeah. it. To me, that seems that's like... That's the answer. That it's true, yeah. Yeah, that it's true. Like... It might not be like like yeah. physically the best that you've had, but like if you look at it from every angle, you know, put a camera in there to look at it. Um, sure. Or from every Study it, uh-huh. like after a football game. Mm-hmm. And then, or and you're like putting your emotions and your feelings mm-hmm. and your thoughts, like all that together is like sex to me. It's not just yeah. fucking. Mm-hmm. Can I say railed. something controversial yet, Brave? Absolutely. Two hot takes. It is two hot takes. Okay. When someone's like, am I the best you've ever had? Here's the thing. When you're with someone, like, it's it's about different times. Mm-hmm. So, like, one time with someone could be, like, the best time. But, like, then it's not, like, every single time is mind-blowing. Or, like, does that make sense? Like, how can you quantify, oh, this person that I'm with is, like, better at sex than this other person or, or this is the best or whatever, because maybe one person you only had sex with them twice. So you're judging them off of that versus like someone else you're judging them off of like being together for four years versus like, or like, Hey, we were, we, that time that we were really tired and we jerked off next to each other versus like the time that we like had a really good time. Like that's what I was going to say. And like, there's different like goals with sex too. Sometimes I just want to fucking go to sleep. Sometimes I might like want to have like an emotional connection. Right. Sometimes, you know, there's just, there's different moods from what you're into at the time too. So it's, it's all subjective. Yeah. Or like something can be like particularly good, not because of the person or anything they're particularly doing, but because of the scenario uh-huh. and like, like, like you're on a plane. Yeah. Like you're on a plane. <laughs> or like on a cruise ship. Crate. What? A what? A crate. Like a crate in like a, in like a warehouse. Like a, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. <laughs> like- <laughs> a packing crate. Is that your best? You just love to be covered in styrofoam. There wasn't Ew, any styrofoam. that's my nightmare. <laughs> there wasn't any styrofoam involved. There was a real crate? Yeah. Where were you? In a storage unit? Actually, right down the street, to be honest. What? In a storage unit? It wasn't a storage unit. I don't understand. That's a coffee place down the street. <laughs> 
and it wasn't even when I was living here. I'm calling OSHA right now. I don't understand. So you were in a coffee shop and you found a crate and then you went into the crate and had sex there? Not no, in the it. crate. On the crate. On the crate. So like in a storage room. Yeah. In the back. In the back of the coffee shop where I seen this person was. Okay. Thought it was empty then somebody came in. <laughs> Work. <laughs> Wow, this is riveting. So, Gabe, how many times have you been asked this question based on how <laughs> yeah, your response was? <laughs> I'm, I'm asked it a lot. No, no, no. I'm t- well. You guys are just gonna think that I'm lying or like being a being myself. So I don't even want to get into it with no. what that you're told all the time. I'm told that a lot. Yeah, which I've started to joke. Like I texted Drew one time, and I was like. Must I be, I one time I texted Drew, must I be the best sex of everyone's life? It is starting to become a burden. Wow, this explains a lot of your arrogance. I'm told, I'm told it a lot. And like, and like some people, it's, it's, it's funny because then when it doesn't go well with someone, I'm like, I'm like, wow, this must really not go well because like we must not have chemistry because I'm great. At this. I'm pulling all the stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this must not be going well. Um, but like not even just I've told like people have said like, oh, I've like I think because here's the thing. I think because I'm so nonjudgmental mm-hmm. and so like open that like the people that I've been with Wide have open. felt more. Hell yeah. Have felt more comfortable coming to me with stuff that is a little bit stranger so then they feel so grateful and so like, wow, like I'm, cha- I'm, I'm exploring this thing I've never explored before. So they've mistaken it for like me being special in some way. Oh, that makes sense. But really all it is, is that I'm not judging them. And that when they're like, I have this weird thing where I need you to punch my dick. I'm like, fine. Well, it's not even just not judging it. It's that you're game to try it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like willing to give it a go. And people mistake that for like, wow, you're the one person who whatever so people like get pretty i don't know what the word is attached yeah <laughs> early in my sexualhood um someone told me that i was really good at this specific thing hell yeah and it like really pumped my ego and now every guy that i'm with i'm like i have to be the best at that thing Aww. and so now like 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 it's like a badge of honor for me hell yeah <laughs> do you go in Telling them to expect no. greatness. Well, no, or you when surprise they, when, them with it. When I they surprise wa- them with it. <laughs> when they walk in, she's got trophies and medals up. <laughs> sort of like she's done gymnastics. You know what I mean? Like, like she's she's like, oh, don't mind my degree from mm-hmm. X university. Uh huh. You know. I get exactly. that. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm just saying. Also, if you're listening and there's like one and you meet someone and they're like the first person to let you do some sort of kink or to open whatever, you're not in love with them. Mm-hmm. And that's my advice to you. Maybe they are, though. Yeah. Do you want to read one of your no stupid question one? Oh, sure. Well, what, this isn't a really one. This is just a funny tweet that I saw that made me think of you, Allison. Ooh, okay. Okay. It, it's from Clever Comebacks. And it says, if a beautiful woman disagrees with me, I will immediately change my views. I have no principles. Then underneath it, someone wrote, well, maybe you should have principles. And then the guy wrote, you're right. Maybe I should. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. good. That's good. It made me think of Allison. Like, that's your type of humor. Okay. It really is. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So this is no stupid questions. Why do men refuse to go into a woman's purse even when asked? I fully expect some humorous answers to this and welcome that in addition to some truth. Can someone please explain to me why almost every man I've ever come across refuses to go into a woman's purse to grab something even if asked? What brought up this question? Right now, I carry a small purse, like the size of a clutch, so not much in there. Tonight, I asked my boyfriend to grab my vape out of my purse because it was quite literally sitting right next to him. 
Knowing guys, including him, and their weird feelings about doing this, I tell him, just open it. It's like the only thing in there with my chapstick. Nope. He grabbed the whole thing and handed it to me. I kind of understood him doing this when I carried a big bag because it's a big bag and they get lost, LOL. But a tiny one, I don't get it. It's been this way with every guy I've been with, any guy friends and even my brother. I remember one time in particular, I asked my brother to grab something out of there and he brings me the whole thing and said, I ain't going in there. He was like 30. It's not something I ask guys to do a lot and I'm not lazy. It's just something I've noticed and I'm seriously curious about. Why are guys so afraid of women's purses? What do you think we keep in there? If you are specifically told you can go in there to grab something, sometimes my boyfriend's stuff is in there and he's asking for it. He still brings me the whole goddamn purse. LOL, why don't you just grab it? Can I share an entirely false sexist belief that I have? Please. (laughs) And then I'll share another thought that I have that it's not sexist, but go ahead. If I were to be, you know, someone from 2010 believing in gender binary. Okay. Men can't find things <laughs> like they like John can't fucking find anything. <laughs> It'll be like, oh, where's this? I'll be like, it's over there. He's like, nope. And then I go and it's right there. Yeah. My dad is the same way. Yeah. And so I don't think it's necessarily a fear of what is inside the purse, but an unknown inability to locate it. <laughs> and therefore they would rather you just do it. But I don't believe that because now it's 2023. But okay, but yeah. <laughs> That's my sexist take. No, I've I've seen enough heterosexual couples, boomer or whatever, gen older couples that are like yelling at each other literally, like, where's the thing? It's right there in the cabinet. I don't see it. Where? It's right there. I don't see it. Oh, and then the woman gets up. Yeah. And she finds it. Right. That's my life. Yeah. Like, John doesn't even know where things, like, doesn't even have a concept of where things are located in the house. Yeah. I don't know, Gabe, if you came across this being in the South, but, like, in the South, I know, like, you're taught not to go in a woman's purse. Like, that, it's, like, bad, like. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it's, like, you don't do it. It's, like, bad manners to do that. Even Mm -hmm. if you're asked to? Yes. Like, you wouldn't be asked to. Like, a woman would never. yeah, Yeah. It's, like, you don't. A man doesn't go in your purse and you'd never ask for anything like uh, your purse. Yeah. And and I'm thinking about it. And yeah, like a lot of times John will need my debit card to take cash out and he will like, I have to go get the debit card. Yeah. Like he won't go in my purse Mm -hmm. and just take my wallet and find it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like a respect thing. I don't, or, but I'm like, just get this taken. Here's my thought process. (laughs) I think that from a young age, I think they're nervous. They're going to reach their hand in and just pull out a million tampons. Yeah. I think they're so scared of touching a tampon. And then I got mad one time I was with, I was driving my car and a guy was with me and I needed something out my purse and he went to take it out. And I was like, don't like, like I snapped and he's like, what do you have in there? And I was like, a million tampons. Don't worry about what I have. I in wear there. a cup. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I have, I was like, oh man, yesterday I had, I had two condoms in my pocket and I took my phone out and one of the condoms <laughs> just went out on the street. Were you in West Hollywood though? No, no. I was not in West Hollywood. Were you with the person? No, um, he was watching me across the street. <laughs> so you didn't see what it was though? I don't think so. But like other people that were on the street, like saw it. Nice. You know what? That's fine for That's them to know that. Did you pick it up? Yes, of course pretty gross yeah well then no one's touching the out like we're not using the outside of it okay you're not using the outside but did you clean it before you used it because once you open it you have touched the outside 
and then you touch the inside and then Melissa, then you- I don't know this man's last name. That's how you track contamination. Uh-huh. You have to track it. You have to, <laughs> from the very beginning of the dirt to everything that could possibly have touched the contaminated part. And and it, and that's what I use my brain on. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to say, hey, dude, whose last name I don't know and probably first name isn't real. Do you mind if you delicately wash the outside of this condom? You never heard of a goddamn Clorox wipe? Right. Babe, that's what I was imagining the whole time was a Clorox. You don't put Clorox it in the sink. Thing. No, that's not. You just not wipe idiots. it down. Oh Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys act like this is normal. I live in a, I, I'm in a, I'm being gaslit is what's happening. Is it? Yes. I think the majority would say. <laughs> I would, I would, I think the right move, honestly, in that situation for you knowing your life is so you pick that up and then and you, you throw, throw it, it away. Out. You have your, you have the other condom. That condom, it's lost to the gods. <laughs> <laughs> but what if, what if we need another one? Then, then send get that guy one. out to get another one. He doesn't have one? Everybody no should have No men in West Hollywood have condoms. Well, that's Gay a problem. men don't wear, what is wrong with all of you? Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. You know what I, so I told Alex, I'm just going to start being like, oh, that's fine. I, I would love to have a kid. <laughs> I went to my gender doctor and then she's a new, my old doctor left, which is so sad. I loved you, Dr. Delgado, but she left. And so I have a new doctor at the same gender clinic. And she was like, okay, so what are you doing for birth control? And I was like, oh, use condoms. And then she was like, she turned to me as if, and like, God bless her, because I think she was scared of like using anatomical terms. Mm -hmm. But what it came across as was she was like, so I don't, if Anytime an egg touches a sperm in a uterus, a baby can be made. And I was like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like what? But she didn't, I think it was because she didn't know if saying egg or uterus would like trigger me or whatever, but it came across as if she thought I didn't know how babies were made. <laughs> At your big age. <laughs> yeah. Like she was like, so there are other sort of birth control methods. And I was like, oh, no, you can use anatomical terms. But at first I was like, does this bitch think I don't know how babies are? Made? <laughs> this is after you said you were using condoms. Yeah. She was still like, you know, huh. she was like, even on testosterone, you can still get pregnant. And I was like, I know I made a short film about it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. say I don't like all of the things that these subreddits are called because we know I don't like these terms but this yeah. one's called insane parents okay and this says I just joined our shit mom group say okay yes so this was found on on a different subreddit called shit mom group say and then this person posted so I monitor my 17 year old's phone I found messages between him and his 18 year old girlfriend 
seeing he wishes I wasn't so overbearing that he can't wait to tell me to fuck off and block my number when he's an adult. Told her he plans on buying a secret phone with his next paycheck next week so I can't go through his phone anymore. That's so funny. Making plans to sneak off and have sex, which I thought I put a stop to, and mentions of an apartment and how rent bills split will go. So I scrolled further because I didn't know what apartment they were talking about and payments. I scrolled until I got my answer. Since she's 18, she lives with roommates. Next year, when my son turns 18, he'll be moving in with her and one of the roommates, but in a different city. Looks like they chose one close to the college he plans on going to. I didn't even know about any of these plans, and I'm hurt that he basically plans on just disappearing. I don't know what to say. Here were my rules. No hanging with girlfriend alone because they were having sex and can only hang out under adult supervision. Well, she's an adult. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And she'd be supervising. Curfew, 10 p.m. weekends. I must have the password to the phone and social media so I can monitor. And Life 360 stays on the phone as well. Phone's off at 10, 11. And then the person that found this and posted it wrote, found on shit mom group say, he'll definitely be no contact as soon as he turns 18 and she'll still have no idea why. Okay. Um, wow. This seems like a bit much for a 17 year old. I was also, this is how gendered I am. I was like, for a boy? You think they should have different rules? No, no, but I just mean like usually boys get to do whatever they want. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, this is wild. Um, Okay, so this goes with my thing that I have been saying and I have said on this show before Mm -hmm. is that moms are obsessed with their sons. Mom, boy moms want to fuck their sons. And it's fucking weird and I don't like it. And she's pissed because she's not the woman in his life and that there's like a, a girlfriend that he might go off and be with and whatever. This is some weird... Electra complex, edible complex, fucking edible or Oedipus? Edip- no, edible. Edible. Oh, edible. I thought you said edible. It's an edible complex. <laughs> it's an edible arrangement. Um, I think that this is like a mom trying to control her offspring, and I would classify this under covert incest. Thank you. Wow, shots fired. I um I just think it's so funny to be snooping in someone's phone and being like I gotta get a new phone because this person keeps snooping I on think me that's like this. So like, funny. I think he did this on purpose because he yeah. knew she was gonna read it. Oh, that's interesting. I think it's just like hard for parents sometimes to recognize that their version of parenting is not working. Correct. And so then it's like a double down approach of like, oh, they, they're pulling away from me. Therefore, I must instate even more rules. Yeah. Uh, when like I would think that reading this would be like a major wake up call to be like, oh, I'm pushing my son away. Right. I need to give him more privacy and freedom or else I'm going to lose him. Yes. <laughs> not like I'm so confused. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of that, Allison. You're so right. That should have been the takeaway. Right. Like, oh, I'm fucking this up. Let me adjust. You're so right. Wow. I also think anytime it's like two kids are having sex and you're like, I have to separate them. I'm like, good luck. I know. I thought about that. It's like, what do you do? Like as a parent, like what if your kid is having sex earlier than you think that they should be? You just make sure that it's safe sex and that they have like all the information. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say, I'm open. 
Yeah. And like, I'm here. I'm open. I want you to come to me if, if anything non-consensual happens, if there's, if you're pregnant, like I want, you know, I, I want you to be an open door for you because then the young people sometimes get into these like domestic violence situations or intimate partner violence. And they like, don't feel like they can tell their parents. And I would like hate if my kid was like being coerced sexually or something and felt like they couldn't come to me. Cause they're like, Oh God forbid Gabe knows I had sex. I don't think anyone would think that about you. Well, you know what? I, what you know would be karma if I tr- had like the most Puritan, like young Republican child. Oh my god! Can you imagine? That's a TV show. Well, right? It is a TV show. Okay, whose turn is it for Reddit or not? I think Gabe. Oh lord! Is there a subreddit for I don't know people who work on yachts? Oh yeah. Like yacht there's, workers. Well, there's like reality shows about it. No, no, so, no. Yeah. I want the. I want just like how I follow the DoorDash subreddit. Like I want like I'm a yacht worker and. Oh my god, John went through this phase where he was sending me all of this stuff from this Instagram account that was like for people who live on ships. Well, he wants to live on a ship. <laughs> no, but like it. It was like I, I want. I need to see if I can find any of it because it was so weird, and he also to- incredibly popular. He wants to live on a ship. Yeah, he but like this was us. like this was like marine life living, like tips on how to like not be depressed when you live on your ship <laughs> or something weird. It was so weird. I'm not be depressed when you live on your ship is so funny. <laughs> I can just picture John at home wearing a little captain's hat and watching a video about how to not be depressed on your ship. That is so funny and silly. Hey, Allison, in case you're worried about being depressed on the ship, don't worry. I've got it under control. There's a subreddit called Sailing Crew, and they talk a lot about pros and cons. Sailing Crew, that's so fun. Pros and cons of working on large yachts. Oh, that's so fun. And what are the pros? Okay, I'm sorry. I found one of the ones he sends it to me, and it's called Sailor Brothers underscore. And it's a meme that has three different photos with each caption. And it says, lip kiss is a fashion, forehead kiss is an emotion, but for seafarers on board, both are imagination. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) That you're not getting anything. You're not getting anything, (laughs) but you imagine it. His life, his love, his lady is the sea. Okay, and this is and, and the description of what this of what this account is. It says follow for latest contents based on maritime industry. And John loves it. Fastest maritime growing page. I'm obsessed. It's like who's this for? <laughs> it's for, for John. John. And this one says this one's from a from a, from a <laughs> this one's from an account called Marine Underscore Insight, and it says eight ways to deal with a long distance relationship. Keep a diary. Maintain a diary for journaling your feelings and thoughts. It will help you reflect on yourself and your relationship. It's it's for if you're at sea. If you're at sea, <laughs> have a long distance relationship. Okay, but to be fair, my sister in law is in the was in the navy, and she did have to go to Guam for like four months, and she had limited internet, and she couldn't talk to my brother, and he was going stir crazy. No, obviously people need this because it has five thousand likes. <laughs> <laughs> I go to it. My my brother in law follow my brother. Follow follows it my brother was like he they live in san diego and she was in the navy 
um, there would be these signs, <laughs> these billboards all around that would be like, Navy wife, are you lonely? Like, don't worry, there's support groups. And he would be like, what about Navy husband, you sexists? Yeah. Well, you should follow me. You should follow this account. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back on Wednesday with a full episode of Just Between Us. And if you want to hear the entire thing ad free, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash just between us. But if you're not able to subscribe at the moment, we'll be back on Monday with another full free episode of Too Long Did Read It. Patreon.com slash just between us. Just Between Us is a Gallison production hosted by me, Allison Raskin. And me, Gabe Dunn. Produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Emprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. Join our Patreon to watch full episodes and listen ad-free. The link is in the description. And make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Discord, and Reddit. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.